to Die with the Divine. I'm your host, Ashley, and together we're going to be exploring the magical, the mystical, and everything in between. On today's episode, we're going to talk about your new favorite winter holiday and an herbalist. Yay! I hope everyone's having a great week, and if not, I hope it gets better soon. Today, we have an absolutely fabulous guest coming to us across the pond. We love an international guest. We have Sophie from the podcast Ramblings of a Grey Witch. Sophie, hey. how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon here. So how early is yeah. it for you? It's 9. It's 9 oh. a.m. here. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's better than me. <laughs> no, that just wouldn't happen. <laughs> Whenever I have to do... So I've had a few people who have been like, international and i have to wake up a little early i get anxiety the night before i'm not gonna like, wake up yeah <laughs> oh i'm terrible with waking up in the morning i sleep through all my alarms it's a running joke between me and my husband because he's you are unconscious and because he's trying to wake me up i end up sleep talking to him i'm just i i am in another realm i'm just not there anymore yeah waking up is not my strong suit <laughs> same i know i can have my fiance will say I'll be like asleep and I can have a perfectly, totally normal conversation with him. I'll wake up and not remember the conversation we had at all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, we just go unconscious for eight or more hours and that's just normal. I was thinking, <laughs> oh my God, I was thinking this exact thought the other day. I was like, can you imagine if you met like an alien and you were explaining like sleep to them? And they're like, so what yeah. do you guys do? We're like, oh, we just lay. We have a special room where we go in <laughs> and we just wow. go unconscious for however long you can. Usually they recommend eight hours that you're just unconscious. They'd be like, you have a whole room to just be unconscious for eight hours? Yep. yep. Yeah, we do. And yes, I, we do. It's, yes, and we, we have do. a special kind of. We have, I don't even know how you describe it to an alien. We have a special kind of surface. It's usually different people like it different. It might be like a little soft and hard. Special surfaces that we buy. They're very expensive. They are and, expensive, aren't they? What's that about? Why, why are they so expensive? Why is it like a thousand dollars? Like the last time I bought a mattress was years ago when I moved into my house. And, it's, and it was like a cheap mattress. It was a king size mattress. Like, a, like at least more than a thousand dollars and i'm like this Do you is... know why ebay ebay shops we got a whole king size mm. bed with a mattress for just a couple of hundred i think we paid about 300 for all of it which is such a bargain i don't oh know why beds God. are so expensive i really don't i don't know either <laughs> and then you have to have a frame for your bed and you have to have pillows and then you have to put stuff on it and that's expensive like <laughs> it's why? so stupid <laughs> Why am I going to the store and I'm like, I go to you guys. I don't know if you guys have Target, but it's like, we Asda, don't, but, but we like upgraded. Yeah. Okay. Really yeah. It looks so great. Target's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I yeah, exactly. Five below. Five below. Oh, yes. Right. Barnes and Noble. These are all oh. the things that I've heard of that. Oh. We're sure we have some sort of equivalent, but I just want to come to the States to shop in these places. Oh, oh my God. But it's like, I feel like the UK and I feel like a lot of people in the US, like, we fantasize and make mm. the UK this thing that like, but you guys, I feel like you have like more independent bookstores yeah, we than do. we probably do. We yeah, do. yeah. Here we have Barnes and Noble. It's great, but we have, I think what the equivalent to Barnes and Noble would be in the UK would be Waterstones. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
Oh, no. That's the big book chain. Okay. Um, But I like to shop in a place called The Works because they... It's, it is a bookshop, but they also do arts and crafts and they do some toys for kids. Oh. But everything's discounted. So Waterstones yeah. is, is, would sell at the author's price. Mm-hmm. Whereas the works, you'll pick up books for three or four pound or dollars, of course, for you. So, yeah, I oh. absolutely love the work. Mm. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's I amazing we... for spiritual uh, spiritual books. Oh, I wish we had. I don't know. if I don't think we have it. We might have it in another state, but not yeah, in my sure. state. But um where are you if you don't mind me asking I might oh yes no it's fine I'm in New Jersey so I'm on the east coast but I'm like I live like an hour from New York City yeah yeah like an hour south and an hour from our east from Philadelphia and three hours north of Washington DC see where it all happens (laughs) I'm in the middle baby (laughs) I'm not that's like me I'm Birmingham literally in the Midlands Perfectly in the middle of England. I love it. I love it. I like Birmingham. I'm trying to think who's from Birmingham that I... Oh, yeah, you said that you might have some family in there. Oh, my uncle lives in Birmingham. That's who lives there. My uncle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a small world. It is. All right. I know. Mm. I love it. Okay. Now that we've talked about books and bedding and where everybody lives. (laughs) I love it. I love a good rant. Sorry, guys. We We're should start a thing. Write in and tell us how much you paid for your bed. <laughs> Please. We would love to know how much your bed sheets cost. I know the last time I bought bed sheets, I think they were on, on sale and it was still like $40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not that big of a sale, but I guess I'm buying these because all the rest of my bed sheets were messed up. Yeah. So it's fine. Um. <laughs> Actually, on this topic, there is something I want to say, but then we will mm-hmm. get onto the witchy stuff, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> right is it true that in the states uh, for your covers you quilt duvet i don't know what you guys mm-hmm. call it but you're still one piece and the whole lot goes in the wash is that right because we have a duvet and mm-hmm. then we buy covers for it and we wash the covers oh so that's oh even yeah expense. no ours is all one piece yeah <clears throat> see we don't have that we've got even more components to the bed <laughs> More compatible. Because you're British and they want to be fancy. They're like, we've got to make this more... Yeah, we've got to make this more complicated so it looks more fancy. (laughs) It's a nightmare. It is. Yeah. I love that. I don't even... Okay, this is so embarrassing, but I barely understand what a duvet is. I just know, like, we have, like... What do you call it? A quilt. No, there are duvets. I just don't know the difference. I don't know if it's a different thing because people will talk about their duvet cover and I don't what they mean. I just, yeah, I just have a quilt on my bed. So do you guys use pillowcases? Oh, yeah. So a duvet is like the insert of a pillowcase. So, yeah, this is my understanding anyway. So it's it's a quilt that you then put a cover on. Like you would put a case on a pillow. The duvet yeah. insert, I think that's it. I'm 28, and that's what I've always. You're probably right. I'm just like I just don't know. I'm just like I don't. I feel like I just always had a quilt, and then I because people use duvets and say the word here all the time. I just mm-hmm. never understand what's going on when people say it. But you just got to know there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know all about that. 
That's yeah. why, yeah. Oh, 100%. I just lied. I'm like, yeah, I might do makeup cover. Yeah, I wash it every month or whatever. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I just don't want to be embarrassed. Sophie. Uh, how, okay. I always ask people, like, how did you get started on your spiritual yeah. witchy journey? Brilliant, brilliant question. So, <laughs> for me, what I refer to, I use the phrase committed witch. Okay. Mm. So hopefully you'll see what I mean in a minute. So when I now look back over my life, I've always had my witchy ways. But I only started referring to myself as a witch and being, this is what I call being a committed witch, as in, mm-hmm. yes, I'm a witch. It doesn't have to mean that you practice all the time, as I'm sure you agree. Like, we don't have, life is mm-hmm. busy. We don't all have time to do our rituals religiously every month. Some people do and absolutely hats off to you um mm-hmm. but for me as i think it started for a lot of people about three years ago it was around lockdown um we were in a pretty desperate financial situation mm-hmm. and i was at a point where because this is another thing i pr- previously to that if ever i was in a heightened state of emotion or if there was if i was ever in a situation where i felt like there were no physical options Mm-hmm. I would turn to, I'd start researching spiritual, spiritual yes. things. So this same sort of thing happened to me about three years ago where we, like I say, we were in a, a difficult financial situation and one of those situations where you feel like I don't have any options here, like there's no way out. And as I said, whenever I'm in that sort of state or this is prior to this moment three years ago, I would look up spiritual remedies. So I yeah. started doing that. And... I, I don't want to go too much into detail about exactly what I did or what happened because obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's very personal, but it's mostly because it's not just me I'm talking about. I then end up yeah. talking about family. So I'm just going to re- redact that slightly. But no in short, it worked. And But prior to that, you know, I was, I've had my tarot deck since I was 15 years old. I've always been into analysing dreams and interpreting dreams for readings and that sort of thing. It's about three years ago, I started doing some basic money spells and then I came across a debt vanishing spell. And mm. I, I've never looked back. And that was when I... Wow. Th- th- that's when I say I became a committed witch. But it's like I say, now that I'm three years in and I'm a lot more experienced, I do that my podcast title being Ramblings of a Grey Witch. I, if you want labels, I would be a grey chaos witch because I will mm-hmm. practice any magic that feels right for me. So it could be light or dark. Mm-hmm. It could be from various cultures. It could be, it could be anything. And if it resonates yeah. with me, I, w- I will practice it. Obviously, mm-hmm. always with respect. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's how I got to where I am now. Really, um, I used to have a crystal shop as well, which I don't mm. anymore. Um, so yeah, and and now it's. I've always said it feels like I can sense this crowd of people that are cheering for me that I finally I'm finally on this path. It's like they were they've been waiting for me my whole life to to commit. <laughs> Hence yeah. the term, committed witch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's it really in in summary. I've got to admit I am always a little bit I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but a bit ashamed that it, it had to be money spells that really catapulted me on but it's more the fact that I was in desperation and I sought spiritual help and I got it yeah so yeah 
That's okay. First of all, that's wonderful. Every part of your story is good. And then also, (laughs) yeah, but also I think I talked about this other day too, about how some people, I've heard people who will be like, oh, I only go to my altar or I only call on my ancestors when I'm like doing a ritual or this and that. And I was saying, I call my ancestors when I'm in a desperate situation. Yeah. Like, not, oh, obviously, I, I try to talk to them and honor them above that. No, mm-hmm. not only when I'm upset, but it started to, for me, too, like, when I was young and I was really, like, going through something or I was really upset, mm-hmm. I would call, I would just talk to God out loud. That was, like, what yeah, I yeah. did. Because yeah. I was upset and it used to like I would have different experiences. I once I remember very vividly I had an experience of like really just crying really bad of whatever was going on was very ups- I was so upset. Yeah. And I remember like being covered in warmth all of a sudden and I know out of nowhere wow. I didn't know what happened. Yeah. So things like that. And then like now in all speaking of the pandemic, I was girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ah, see, see, when it came to financial, other stuff too, like, I was going panic attacks. Like, I was going through it. Like, we, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I don't, like, (laughs) work situations were all messed up. Like, I worked throughout the pandemic, but there's other people in my family who couldn't work. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what are we all going to do? And I was, yeah, waking up in the middle of the night. Literally, some of my hair fell out. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. Beyond, yeah, beyond being also just, I didn't want anyone in my family to get sick. I didn't want anyone of my friends to get sick. And of course, yeah, you're already nervous about that. So like, uh, you know how many times I went to my altar and was just like, tell me what to do because I'm... Help. Do anything, I'm just help. anything. I don't even care what you guys do at this point. Come on. <laughs> I can't deal with this. I'm just a human. Please. <laughs> like, I need assistance. It, I think that is, and people, I think there's people will, I think there's people, and especially in major religions, monotheistic religions, I think people mm. will judge others. For saying, oh, you only call on your creator or whatever oh, when you get this is yeah, my so, pet peeve. Yeah, right. so what? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I what? If you... <laughs> I'm, ra- yeah. I'm ready for the rant. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. So, it's okay. If that's what brings you there, that's what brings you there. So yes, go ahead. Absolutely. <laughs> so right, this is my I, I we've got pretty deep pretty quick, but let's go there. I know. That's right. <laughs> so I had a Catholic upbringing, I had a Catholic education Mm -hmm. and my parents weren't devout in terms of church every Mm -hmm. Sunday, but I did all my Catholic sacraments and we would always go to church on Christmas and Easter and I went Mm -hmm. to church regularly through school because it was a religious school. So I have a very strong understanding of what Catholicism is and this is another thing that makes me look back and realise that I've always been a very spiritual person, but the path I'd been exposed to wasn't for me. So with no disrespect to anybody listening, I try and be respectful of everybody's religions and beliefs, but Mm -hmm. I am just going to share my experience and opinion on Mm -hmm. the Christian God, shall we say, and and Mm -hmm. Catholicism, because Mm -hmm. there is such a guilt complex that is instilled Mm -hmm. in everybody like you've just said you asked for help how dare you what yeah what 
Hang on, thinks he's supposed to love me, right? Is that a clap? Have I got this right? Excuse me. You know? What? What did I do? Do I go to confession for asking for help? Oh, shit. You know. You see my point? Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm. Don't get me started on confession. I have such a problem. I've never... So I like I went to Catholic church when I was a kid and mm. I also felt very spiritual but I and I enjoy I always say Catholicism is just Christian magic but I right. the way sometimes right okay right. thank you <laughs> <laughs> I recently way... went to go on sorry oh, I interrupt go on no, no I'll tell no, you no. No, you tell me and then I'll go. Don't worry. Go. Just so, just because you said about how Catholicism is witchcraft. It's, I went to a Catholic funeral at the start of this year and mm-hmm. they are cleansing the coffin with frankincense yes. smoke and they're lighting their candles. They're anointing their candles. They're reciting chants. And I'm like, yeah. this all seems very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hypocrites. I'm saying. No, you're right. (laughs) No, it's so true. When Yeah, so when I was, like, younger and I was, like, really, I was really, I loved magic and all this spiritual stuff. Then I got to a point where I, like, was, like, okay, maybe I should just go to church. Like, maybe that, I went to church as a kid, then I stopped going because I was going with my dad. Then I stopped going for a while and then I started again because I was, like, maybe Mm -hmm. I should just get into this. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. Then mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, actually, no. Then the problem is, and I would say the problem is with humans. It's not really the religion that is the problem, honestly. No. It's people. It, like, yeah. This is another yeah. thing. Uh, mm. This is another issue I have with the Catholic teachings. That mm. When you look at the Bible and when you try and take it back to its core, it's yeah. not what is now taught. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Absolutely. You know, like, th- this isn't an actual quote or anything at all, I don't think, but one of my all-time favourite films is Stigmata. Um, oh, I love Stigmata. Do you? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Not many people I speak to actually yeah. the film, so that's amazing. Yeah. But the quote in it, because obviously it's about finding the lost gospel of Jesus, the quote mm-hmm. in it that they use, I'm sure they've just made it up for the film, but it, for me it resonated. Split a rock and I am there, lift a piece of wood and you will find me, or the other way around. But it's mm-hmm. basically saying that you, the holiness, the spiritualism, the spirit is within and without you. Yeah. It's around you everywhere. It's not in a building that some industry has made to... But it's not at 9am every Sunday morning. It's yeah, constant, like the divine is there for us all the time to tap into. And I feel like they're like gatekeeping very much so. 100% that's how I feel. And that reminds me of, and I cannot remember what it's called, but my friend who is Catholic, um, she was telling me she started doing this like daily devotional thing where she would like it, it talks about how god is everywhere and we i was like yes this is what i've been talking about and, like, <laughs> and she was just saying how it's really changed her but also what mm-hmm. you said the minute i started getting very weary of because like i said when i was a teenager i was going to church yeah. and stuff but i remember it actually happened in school we had a my history teacher i think it was in like 11th grade or something no i was like in 10th grade so i was like 15 and yeah. I remember we learned, we we had to read excerpts. Actually, my teachers were pretty good. We read excerpts from every major religion's 
religious books and we were reading it and that's incredible yeah it was really interesting we're reading and analyzing it and talking about cultural context and what was going on for those people at that time so we talked about catholicism and we were talking about the middle ages and how they would take indulgences from people and if anybody doesn't know what indulgences are it was like Okay, so rem- you know the Sistine Chapel and how beautiful it is and how there's paintings on the ceiling? So what happened was <laughs> the, the Catholic Church was like, damn, we'd really like to build this beautiful place. And they didn't have any money. So what they would do, now this is during the Middle Ages, a.k.a. the Dark Ages when nobody had any money. They would go around to people, to different towns, villages, these people, regular ass people who were super religious at the time because a lot of them couldn't even read, right? Mm -hmm. So they would go around, priests, vicars, monks, and say, hey, did you know that there's this place called Purgatory and your loved ones are going to be stuck there because they weren't really great, but they weren't really bad people. So in order for you to help them get out of Purgatory, you have to, your loved ones who are dead, by the way, your your dead loved ones are stuck (laughs) in this place. You know those people who raised you, who you loved? They're stuck in limbo for eternity unless you give us some money. Now, number one, purgatory is nowhere in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible that talks about this. Really? I didn't know that. It's not in the Bible anywhere. And they also just made it up to get money from people in the Middle Ages when nobody had any money and people couldn't read. I was like, this is so Sounds a lot like abuse, doesn't it? Yeah, on like a, on a continental scale, like they were literally just going throughout Europe doing this to people. Again, so they, the guilt complex, the blackmail, that if you don't yeah. do this, you'll be doomed for all eternity. And they had, they had no choice but to believe it because, like you say, they weren't educated enough to yeah. think otherwise. Oh, yeah. these people were just reg- exactly. They were just regular ass people, farmers, bakers, blacksmiths who lived in the town and earned just- an honest living. Yeah, just doing their regular ass jobs, trying to take care of their families and shit. And then you go and tell them like, oh, your mom who raised you, who you loved and she was amazing and you just miss her so much. She's actually stuck in this terrible place and she can't go to heaven. Meanwhile, everybody now is super religious. So they're like, oh, my God, why we have to scrounge up all this money to get mom out of limbo. Come on. Oh, my life. Just so they could pay somebody to paint the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) Right, this, this is the other thing. Oh my life! So I don't know if you are, if if you know of this, but in the UK, no, I can't say that. Hold on, that's okay. I, you, I might need you to cut this. Basically, okay. the two most common forms of Christianity, debatably, this is debatable, but for me, growing up, it was Catholicism or the Church of England. Now you can. In the UK, you can tell by driving... If you know what to look for, you can tell by driving past what church is what. Because mm-hmm. a Catholic church will be embezzled and you'll go inside and it's really gold candle stands. There's Everything's colourful. There's jewels. There's gold. There's Because their theory is this is the home of God. It needs to be fit for a king. Mm-hmm. Church of England, however, are oh, no, Jesus was a humble carpenter. We don't need all this embellishment. As you're driving around the UK, you'll pass churches very frequently, especially if you're in the countryside. And the Church mm-hmm. of England church will look very grey, very simple brick building. Mm-hmm. A Catholic church, however, will be, they'll have really brightly coloured stained glass windows. You can really tell the difference when you go inside as well, because mm-hmm. the Church of England church is very simple. And their reasoning is, 
Jesus was humble, we should give anything we have to the poor as he taught. Now, growing up Catholic and learning that, I was like, hang on, they're right, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Guys, you you were wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... There is just so much to do with it that I disagree with. I say recently, he'll be one very soon, but it still feels recent to me that we had our first little boy and we looked into getting him baptised because Mm -hmm. although obviously I'm a witch, Alex is an atheist, Mm -hmm. um, it's family tradition for us really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the fact that the concept of baptism is the belief that all newborn babies are born with original sin and need to be cleansed. What the fuck is that about? I know. This tiny, little, innocent, helpless, brand new, fresh energy, and you're like, sin. sin. I know. <laughs> like, the kid can't walk, can't talk. They can just open their eyes and cry. What yeah. did they do? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> And obviously, I knew all of this because of my Catholic education, and I Mm -hmm. did try and forewarn Alex of this. But we went to what they call a baptismal meeting, which is if you want a Catholic baptism, you have to go to a meeting at a parish where they talk Mm -hmm. to you about what it entails. And Alex just looked at me 15 minutes in, and he went, we're not doing this, shall we leave? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, Okay, that's fine. (laughs) We tried. Um, But it's it's crazy, isn't it, really? I can't remember why I went off on that tangent. I do apologize. No, it's all good. I love a good church tangent. And again, just like Sophie said, we're not here to shit on anybody. We're talking facts. Absolutely. We're just talking facts and we're just talking about what we think. So, yeah, of course. you. I'm talking from experience. It's not like I've just read all this on social media. This has been my life. Um, Yes. And I I really do not mean any disrespect to anybody and their beliefs. Um, Of course. And also, just to highlight, I am talking about the extremes. Yeah, yeah. You do have the middle ground, the grey area, which is why, again, coming back to grey witch. Of course, grey witch. And I say it all the time. Exactly. I say it all the time because I have friends, I have people in my family who are religious, Christian. I have friends who are religious Jewish people or religious Muslims or people I know. It's never a problem. And all the people I know, it's not a problem for them because it gives Mm -mm. them comfort. It's something that's positive in their life. So that's wholesome. That's literally what that's literally what you do and what I do too. It's yeah. The the things we believe, it's because it gives us comfort. It's because it helps us. It's because it's yeah, it makes our lives better. For those people, that's great. Like (laughs) that's their version of it. If something makes you feel good and encourages Mm -hmm. you to do good, what the hell is wrong with that? Yeah. You know? exactly it's that's never the issue it's when it's used to oppress or upset other people or exactly yeah or this is a you can't or and i always say it's the rules it's the rules that people made because Mm -hmm. if we got our friends muhammad and jesus and moses down here they would be very confused probably about what we were doing (laughs) i said guys yeah they would all be like this is not it (laughs) this is not what we said we did not say any of these things you guys are mis. and i said this too i was talking about something i was talking about islam i was like islam at the time when it when the books were written super progressive Mm -hmm. and we i actually had to read the quran and one of my classes i had to read a lot of religious books throughout my life i'm going to read parts of the quran very progressive yeah they talk about women's rights and how if your husband is if you want to divorce your husband first of all it's you can 
That's your option if you want to. Number one. Number no two. Way. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh yeah. They're like, it's fine. And then they're also like, oh, especially if he's beating you, if he's being mean to you, that's okay. And if he's especially if he's being mean to you, oh, not even I don't think I think it's just divorce. Every woman gets twenty five percent of their husband's stuff. That was the rule. So that she's not like destitute. And I was like, yeah, at yeah. the time people were like, What? <laughs> so it's just the people who come and again it's only the extremists not normal people Mm. i if you normal people are like yeah this is completely reasonable but it's it's the one percent of these different faiths who decide that everybody we were going to take this to the most extreme point and then it just it falls apart. Absolutely. So anyway, absolutely. That's our religious I rant. To, I hate <laughs> to say it as well, just to finish. Well, mm-hmm. well. <laughs> no, of um, course. A lot of it comes when people realise they can profit from it, or has. Yes. Come when people, re- as you were saying, if they could, unfortunately there were the most evil people in time who thought, okay, people are believing this, people are devoting their lives to this. How can we monetize? Exactly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it the, is. how cults start too. People yeah. are like, I have a giant ego and I would like some money. That's <laughs> some attention while we rent it. Some attention. What do I do? Hmm. And that's called the cult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make these people work all day and never sleep and tell them that they have to give up all their money. Great. Mm-hmm. I've figured mm-hmm. it out. Um so, um. <laughs> So, as soon as we mentioned religion, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much to say. Th- this podcast is about rambling. So, it's totally fine. Just Rambling's as your podcast. Exactly. I was like, we're getting along. This is good. Yes. Um, so, we so, knew this would be, though. Yeah. We discussed this. So, it's not a problem. Even though we and Sophie are both hot because in our respective countries, it is warm. This- warm for September. Someone yeah. can write a letter, please. <laughs> Somebody talk to the big man because I'm confused, please. So even though it's September, we're recording this, it's probably going to come out very close to Christmas time. You'll, cool. yeah. So it's, it, we're, so we're going to pretend so we feel better that it's, ooh, it's cold in here. It's so cold. Ooh, about that. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> I've got my oranges and my cinnamon and my holly. <laughs> yeah. We're ready. We're going to do our dish of the week. So for our dish of the week, we're going to talk about Yule foods, like things people like to do during Yule and holiday I time. I Yule. Yule is, I think, do you know, again, sorry, being great it's and chaos, It's it sounds really bad, but it's like you pick and choose what you resonate yeah. with. Okay. So Mabon, Samhain and Yule are my big three Sabbaths. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. Yule in particular. <laughs> just saying <laughs> yes we love a yule and i love this tell me about it I hear yeah it. that's fine <laughs> also there's something very like to me like i don't know if like romantic is the word about like, the longest night of the year i don't know something oh. i really like about that it's just yeah. neat it's homely then, in it yeah and then i get I sick of it really like a week stuff. later because i'm like where's the sun um <laughs> it's only no, one day I, I get happy yeah, I'm quite. I am quite happy when you know, with six hours daylight. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. I am really. I should go and live in somewhere. I don't know. Where's cold? I don't know. Uh, oh, you can go <laughs> to one. Yeah, you, or you could go to one of these places near like the Arctic Circle where they get three yes. months of darkness or whatever. <gasps> Take. <Take-y. laughs> 
I'm always nervous for those people. I'm like, are you guys all right? But they seem to be fine. Hey, do you want a lamp? (laughs) Are you scared? Okay. So so some of the foods we got, I got this from actually the website of a different podcast, Otherworldly Oracle. Mm. And they have some Yule recipes, which I like here. So we got ham. That's a traditional one. And they talk about for the Norse ancestors, they were really big into doing ham because they would sacrifice a giant boar on during yule and then sacrifice it to the god Freyr. Freyr. yes is it freya not, that's not freya i don't know norse spelling is confusing it might it be freya yes no it's a god so it's probably Freyr. okay don't worry it's Freyr. yeah <laughs> they would sacrifice a giant boar so we got and then eat it now some sometimes they sacrifice foods and it's okay to eat it after sometimes they don't it depends on the culture but for them mm-hmm. they ate it that's why we're eating ham we love a ham and then we yeah, have wassail yes a traditional yule recipe so wassail is ooh, tradition comes from the british isles it's a hot cider drink it's good mm-hmm. i've had it i like it i haven't but i've also quit drinking now oh okay i'm me. sure there's a i'm <laughs> sure there's like a virgin one that we can make um, yeah, I did look into this actually last year because another podcast that I listened to, I think is a really popular one, Cup the Cozy Witch. Don't know if oh, you're yeah, familiar yeah. with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Wassail, she spoke about Wassail and I was like, oh, I really want to do it. But I think the core ingredient is cider. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm like, can we use like apple cider? Maybe I'm not, we're going to figure it out for our non-drinking witches that's no problem yeah because <laughs> yeah everybody deserves to like it are you i yes. could use like i maybe could do like a hot cider or maybe could just like do instead like a spiced cranberry juice and just call it I love that idea yeah. yeah yeah i feel like you mm. could do cranberry juice cinnamon and whatever else we're putting in there i'm thinking orange is a key ingredient yeah orange. You know I'll, I'll let you t- yeah no no you're good oh no it is and i'm sure you could i'm sure you could make it without any liquor then we have this is called ciopino which is italian seafood soup and they put a bunch of different seafoods in it mussels clams oysters calamari fish so if you are allergic to seafood sorry i don't think you can drink this one but that's mm-hmm. okay. We have others. It's not cheap because it's all seafood. And so this is why people would make it during the winter holidays because it was the celebration time. So they're like, we're going to spend all our money on this. Yeah, because <laughs> all that stuff is expensive. Then you have surf and turf steak and crab. That sounds delicious. So people buy this for Christmas sometimes and Yule. Yeah, surf and turf is quite popular in the UK. If you yeah. go to any pub as we have you'll get a surf if uh, under their grill menu you'll get a surf mm. option of kind of some kind. okay i mm. think i've only had like a surf and curve turf one time i went to someone's birthday i was like i'm gonna be fancy and yeah, i got I, steak I and don't crab. eat seafood at all mm. okay so it, you're not i really don't like it <laughs> you're just doing the turf that's okay i know it's, it's like a, a it's a very i think i like i like seafood and i like like calamari i like octopus a lot of people mm-hmm. are like this is gross and i get it it's a very unique no, texture. Yeah, I, I it's just—I don't know what it is. I do, but it's a—it's a broad thing for me. And if it comes yeah. from the sea, I'm not interested. That's okay. We, we I can get be it. Friends, fish are yeah. friends. <laughs> no problem. You're just friends, and that's—that's that's fine. It's not a problem. 
eggnog. A lot of people like eggnog. You can get it alcoholic or non-alcoholic, so everybody can drink it. I don't really like it. I think eggnog is a very American thing. <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't like eggnog, really. I do, though. I think it's Coquito, which is like Puerto Rican. And if you're Hispanic, I'm sorry if it's not only Puerto Rican. It's just a Puerto Ricans I know make Coquito. So it's like eggnog, but the Puerto Rican version. It's got a little mm. bit more spices in it and stuff. It's very good. Eggnog is a little more plain. And then you got Yule log recipe where this is not really a recipe. It's, you literally can use a real log for this. And, and put you just, candles in it. Yeah, candles in it and decorate yeah. it. Be careful because it's a log. And you're lighting it on fire. So just be very careful. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right? Who thought of that? Who said that would be a good idea? So you know what somebody said the other day, and I don't know if it was on the podcast or somebody just told me this, but apparently Martin Luther, he was the one who figured out who made Christmas trees because he saw Christmas tree lights. He saw the stars coming through a tree and I guess he was like, wow, this is beautiful. We should do this in our houses and we should put candles on them. And it was like, bro, that is nice. But why would you put candles in a tree? I don't know. Yeah. That's a bad idea. And they didn't have like when this first started, they would not have had fire extinguishers. No, they no. would have they would have panic and they would have to go <laughs> get water from the river. Because it was like the year 1600 and everyone was like, oh my God, the town's on fire. Uh, <laughs> just a funny story about, it's not a story, it's, I'm shit at telling stories and jokes, so just no, bear with me. But yeah, something that I read, it's all year round, people with dogs tell their dogs they can't bring their sticks in the house and at Christmas we bring a whole fucking tree. <laughs> dogs just like, bro, really? What's this? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, the poor dog is... This is how you're really going to act right now. Okay, I see you the guys. same thing with, with spiders and cobwebs who spend all year getting rid of the webs. And then on Halloween, we're like, all the webs. <laughs> <laughs> we go so far to buy fake webs to put in our house. It's crazy. <laughs> so then we have... Also, we have rum cake, which is a very... This is a very Caribbean thing, too. People love rum cake, mm. especially in Jamaica. I like rum cake. Uh, not my favorite cake, but it's good. We have sun wheel bread, which is a pr traditional Yule recipe. This is a northern European thing where they make a special type of bread. They add caraway seeds and some other stuff. Again, all these recipes will be in the show notes. A hot toddy, hot chocolate drinks. And then we have fire roasted tomato bisque, which is Sophie's not drinking because there's crab in it. We have all the <laughs> <laughs> we have all our recipes there again i'm gonna put it on the show notes so you guys can figure it oh, out did i hear that right crap in a drink oh, no sorry not a drink this that one's a soup oh i was gonna say uh, oh my life what are these yeah. people doing stop it yeah that's just nasty we're not doing that um oh, thank you <laughs> never i'll pass <laughs> i'm gonna do i'll do our plug then we'll move to our next section okay if you really like the show you can keep following it. You can keep listening to it. It comes out every Thursday. It's free. Also, I'm Dime with the Divine on Instagram and Facebook. And if you really like the show, I would always love and appreciate if you guys give us a rating or a review. We love it. Do that on wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also give me a little tip if you want. A couple dollars. Throw it my way if you like. Dollars, pounds, euros, wherever you live. Yen. I take francs. I take 
rubles, whatever. And if you have, if you have any suggestions or questions or comments, you want to tell us how much your betting costs, email me at dine with pod. Me too. You, I'm going to have a section. Yes, we're going to have a section. And I want to know if yours is a one piece or an insert and a cover. Okay. Ladies, we need these questions <laughs> answered. Please. So email me at diewithadivinepod at gmail.com so I can answer your questions. And we can tell Sophie about our different bettings. I've been very excited to talk about this. We're going to talk about, so this is our tea time where we talk about different subjects and we learn something. And today's tea time is about one of my favorite holidays that I learned about a couple years ago. It's called Saturnalia. Have you ever heard of Saturnalia? No. Okay, girl, we're in for a ride. Um, okay. <laughs> Saturnalia is Buckle so up. fun. Yes. Okay. So Saturnalia, or I also refer to it as like a carnival celebration on steroids. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not a carnival, I'll explain. Okay. So you guys remember the Romans, right? How they were like wild as shit. So they had the God, they would celebrate the God Saturn for Saturday. And he was the equivalent to Kronos in Greek mythology so Cronus, i think was like zeus's dad right didn't he try to eat zeus or he ate everybody else and didn't eat yeah i have my greek mythology book oh because <laughs> <laughs> i'm currently doing a bit on hecate okay so, yeah let's check for you yeah yeah while we're talking please check because i'm telling the wrong thing i feel like Cronus is the one who ate everybody and then he didn't and then the mom hid Zeus somewhere on an island Is and um, then Zeus came with a C C-R-O maybe it's with a K sometimes I'm not sure keep going that's right okay so anyway Sophie's fact checking us so Kronos uh, is a Greek equivalent so anyway Saturn Saturn is a god of agriculture so obviously all these communities and different cultures have uh, celebrations around agriculture because that's what keeps everybody alive. The god of agriculture is a really big deal. So originally, no problem. So originally we have Saturnalia was the like harvest, almost like an agricultural festival, and it was one day. But then it got so wild uh, that people were letting it go seven days. Sometimes it would be two weeks. Uh, so uh, it was celebrated on winter solstice. Because, okay, think of this. The god of agriculture, right? Winter solstice is the longest night. So after that, the sun starts coming out again. Meaning mm -hmm. that the god of agriculture is like, oh, don't worry. Later on, you'll be able to plant stuff. So they're like, yeah, hey. I'm back, guys. I'm on my yeah. way. I'm like, this <laughs> night. So everyone's like, hooray. Thank God we're going to survive. So they would go to the temple of Saturn and they would basically party for days. Again, like I told you, it was going to be one day. Then it turned to seven days. But a lot of historians say that it, it depended on the ruler. Because sometimes the ruler was like, okay, maybe it's one day. Sometimes it's seven. They said one ruler sometimes would be like, this is too long. We need to get shit done in the kingdom. You guys can't Sometimes be we doing need this. to work. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we can't be doing this. Jesus. <laughs> so, but Nero, you guys remember Nero. He's the one who they say was playing the violin or playing his harp, one of those interests in a string instrument while Rome was burning down. And they think that he may have burned Rome just for inspiration. Nero was a mess. We're going to have an episode one day about Nero because, oh, 
He was crazy. I love that the whole city's burning down. He's just like, diddly. Like, this is great. And I'm like, Nero, it actually wasn't. And tons of people died. It was terrible. It reminds uh, me of at the end of the Titanic where the, uh, yes. whatever. Where, oh, well, I've forgotten. It's not an orchestra because it's only it's no, a quartet. No, it's, it's, like it's like a quartet or like a chamber or yeah, like a small group. Yes. And they just start playing. Yeah, because they're like, well, we're going to die anyway. We might as well just play. I know. <laughs> crazy. Oh, no. Not the Titanic. I don't. I, Terrible. Saturn, when Saturn reigns, so this is his holiday, nobody would work and everyone was just eating. Okay, so let's talk about. Woo! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was right. wild. No, let's do it. It was wild out here. People were singing. So the first day, let's break it down. The first day, people go to the temple and they would sacrifice a lamb and then there would be a lot of food. And a, and a huge feast for everybody. Everyone's eating. Woohoo! This is great. Then the second day, people would go to, people would have like their private parties in their house and they would also keep eating. Gambling was allowed at this point because beyond this holiday, you weren't allowed to gamble. Uh-huh. So, every, yeah, people were gambling. There was trivia. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they had trivia, guys. They're having trivia night. They, they have a cheesy intro as well and some guy in a suit with a mic. Oh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Because they did. So they no. had... They, oh, girl. They did. So I'm going to tell you. So they had also... No, you're good. You're good. That wasn't me telling you to be quiet at all. I'm sorry. No, but I should. No, this is the whole point of the podcast. Is if you don't say anything, then it's just me talking. Nobody wants to hear that for hours. Oh, my God. Please interrupt uh, me constantly. I love it. It's okay. fine. Then they even had bobbing for apples in cold water outside. This is what they were doing. Okay. Probably good for your skin. Tighten it up. Every <laughs> night. Oh, again, with the food. Every night there was a feast. Oh, and the one of the fun things, there's so many fun things about Saturnalia, was there was role reversal in every home. So in the houses, you have the people who are living there and they usually had slaves, unfortunately. They would switch roles, and there were special hats they got to wear to switch okay. roles. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy, right? The masters would serve the slaves, and the slaves would get to be the masters during Saturnalia. The masters had to do anything the slaves wanted them to do, basically. But in the end, what usually happened was the masters and the slaves would just all end up hanging out together. And everybody during Saturnalia was very equal. It was like, there's no oh, levels here. that's beautiful. Yeah, everyone was, it was just for everyone to hang out. How, how could they do that and have such a nice time and then be like, oh, shit, it's over now. I, and then switch. I don't know. I really don't know. I think, I don't know if they just like, hopefully, I, I really don't know. Actually, I really have no idea, but they did, apparently. They would have, the slaves would wear, their hats would be called a freedom cap, <laughs> which is cute. They probably it's were also sound- like, could we just be free? But no, only during Saturnalia. It's terrible. That's almost uh, cruel, isn't it? It's mean. It can't have it. I know. Now that I think about it, it's mean. It was old timey times and it was terrible. That's how they did yeah. it. So during this time, also, there was no school, no banking, no business. That's why some of the rulers were like, you guys, we can't. <laughs> In the economy. We're having a great time, but we're going to suffer if you don't stop. We have to get back to business. And everyone, 
literally everyone was forced to have fun. You had to participate, and we'll talk about that in a second too. No, because Alex, my husband, mm -hmm. he always says that I like mandatory fun. I am somebody that's going to be like, at seven o'clock, we're going to play this game, and yeah, we're going to do this game, and then we're going to eat, and it's going to be great. Oh my god! And yeah, all my family and friends are like, oh god, can you have this with people relax? No. No, we're gonna have fun. We are going to enjoy ourselves together as a family and firm. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Get out! <laughs> Stop it! I'm doing this because I love you. Uh, <laughs> they would also give each other gag gifts, so they think that this actually may have been one of the origins of Boxing Day. Because, Ooh. yeah, they were like, oh, they were going to give each other little gifts. And because the slaves were able to do it, too, they would give each other little gifts. And it was fun. Everybody loved it. <laughs> when I was little, I used to think Boxing Day was called Boxing Day because of all the boxes left over from Christmas Day. <laughs> that actually makes perfect sense. Like, <laughs> I had no, I thought Boxing Day was about boxing, like actual fighting. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, so everybody has to do boxing on boxing. That's what I just assumed. But it's all had to do a with... A lot of families do, but I don't think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're just doing because they don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> 24 oh. hours is enough. I'll see you next year. <laughs> and no, you're like, we already had the meal. Now I'm ready to go home. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> they gave each other gadgets. Well, I don't know what kind of gadgets back then, but they gave each other gadgets small statues probably fidget spinners probably yeah <laughs> like ancient fidget spinners could you imagine if they unearthed that at dig site they're like what uh, is this and they're like it's aliens. an ancient fidget spinner because people had adhd back then mm -hmm. and like so they were they needed their fidget spinners they had small statues so many gifts then of course because it's roman there was tons of wine and tons of orgies because it wouldn't be Roman history without orgy. They all wanted Love a it. piece of the pie. Exactly. So <laughs> then, talking about, like you mentioned, like the corny guy who does the intro for trivia, the corny person, in each home, there was a Saturnlicus Principalis. And this was the master of ceremonies of the Saturnalia celebration no in that house. Yes. So that person was the leader. And their job was literally to cause chaos and just do shenanigans all day so like, <laughs> sign yes. me up exactly. like, me. i'm like shenanigans that's my whole day i love to I, I know so the job as the master of saturnalia or the leader of saturnalia was to chase people around <laughs> okay um, and then imagine being on the other end of that they're like mate fuck off I a drink oh god like can i tell you something one of my least favorite games as a child was duck goose because I don't like being chased. I'm not fast. And like, I was like, <laughs> I was never a fast girl. Um, but, and I don't want to be chased and I'm stressed. And the whole time I'm like, I don't want to be playing this. I remember being five years old and they're like, let's play Duck Goose. I was like, damn it. I'm like, oh, I hate this stupid game. Tag, because tag was easier, right? Because I, I already stands in up. Yeah. Yeah. You already, I, did you guys play tag? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure that I'm, this is not a weird American We thing. call it, no, we call it TIG, but... Okay, TIGs, <laughs> okay, no problem. Yes, exactly. So you're already standing up during TAG, right? And then you can be strategic about it. Because I'm not fast, 
doesn't mean I'm dumb. I stayed as close <laughs> to base as possible. So when they would say, okay, the person who's the seeker, they stand on yeah. base and then everybody's got to run and hide. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. smart ass would stay wherever I could hide that was closest to base. Because as soon as the seeker leaves, I'm running to base and I'm staying there for the rest of the game. And you I'm win. Like, and I and win. win. Ah, I usually didn't mm. get tagged because I wasn't dumb. Unless they found me first. That's the only time I would get tagged. Yeah. But if I could really strategically figure out how I could stay closest, I was fine. That's what you do when you're not fast. Smart. Yeah. You got to work around it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And back to the leader. I'm sorry. See, I love it. I love our tangents. Mm-hmm. The leader. The leader is also getting strippers. Strippers. Woo. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> oh, right. So this, is, this has always baffled me. Mm-hmm. If everybody was on holiday, did the strippers get paid? Because they were technically working. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Too pedantic. No, you're not, <laughs> because it's actually a good question. Because if I'm a stripper, I better be getting paid for this. I know. Um, this isn't, uh, yeah. I don't know. I suppose for some people, it is a lot of fun, but. But I'm sure also they were hiring sex workers for the, the orgy. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. Because anybody, I'm any sex worker, I want to be paid. I'm still at work. Oh, pay me. They better pay him. And they had all this food. Cash app. Not Roman cash app. No. (laughs) Not not my girl pulling out her tablet. Literally a stone (laughs) tablet and calculating how much he owes her. (laughs) And she's girl, that's 14 gold coins. You owe me for this week. Maybe they just. Per hour. Maybe they just sent the bill at the end. Maybe, Maybe they were like, during, oh, yeah. yeah, at the end, yeah. we'll send the bill. You're probably right. Yeah, we'll send it through a, a carrier pigeon or whatever they did back then. Oh, the other job of the master of Saturnalia was to insult and basically like roast the guests to make fun of them. They usually dress like a joker and just to make sure everybody was having a good time because they were like, this is great. Fans. Yes. Fans. Usually it's. Sorry, that was a very British thing. I just realized. No, that's fine. If you have any you... bants, banter. No, um... I got it. Trust me. And okay, please cool. insert your British humor anywhere that you feel necessary. <laughs> Everybody is good with it. This usually started between, like I said, it was around Yule. So December, around between December 17th and December 23rd is when it started or when the whole celebration was. Now, remember Constantine. Remember the Council of Nicaea? I feel like we've mentioned this many times on this podcast. That's when they made the Bible and everything. And Constantine mm-hmm. was the one who was like, everybody, we're going to be Christian now because he had a dream. We're going to talk about Constantine one day. He had a dream. He was going into battle. And his mom talked to God and Jesus about it. And he's, huh? And so he did. But then he won the battle. And then after that, he's all right, everybody be Christian because it worked. So, mm. yeah. So Constantine mm-hmm. was like, he was, he Constantine's thought process was, let's put christmas the birth of jesus around this time since everybody enjoys saturnalia so much let's just put it down here yes because everybody the agreement was and i've read this a couple times jesus was probably born in the spring not in the winter yeah Yeah. so but constantine's let's just replace they do this all the time with pagan holidays let's just replace this one with that one oh those guys are doing that yeah it seems to be working for them so let's we will do it exactly we will make it our own exactly let's just move it over over time guys you're not going to believe this but over time they will think they're the mad ones (laughs) right stick with me stick with me we're playing the long game here Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 
this is the long game. Yeah, so that's what he did. So then there was a poet. Oh, no, I didn't put it in my... Oh, I did put it in this in my notes. Okay, anyway. There was a poet <laughs> called Catulus, and he called it the best of days. He said, Saturnalia is my favorite time of year. I can't wait for Saturnalia every year. Um, and because it was so popular... Constantine, again, tried to replace it with Christmas, but people didn't really care that much. They were like, we'll celebrate Christmas. So it start. he replaced it with Christmas in 387 AD. It wasn't until the 800s, 9th century, that people were still celebrating it. 500 years later, they were like, this is so fun. We can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> they had to try to outlaw it a couple times. They kept outlawing it. And then people... You there have were... something, all that happens is it goes underground and still happens. Exactly, <laughs> pretty much. So there was one guy, though. His name was Pilney. I think he's a Roman historian. And he hated it. And he made sure to write it down that he hated Saturnalia. Because he said, everyone's so damn loud. I can't get any work done. And I'm getting tired. He even built a soundproof room in his home. Because he was so tired <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'd love to know how he did that in those days. Oh, well. probably, yeah, I don't... I have no idea. I guess they figured out. Maybe he went underground and built... Maybe he put, like, certain kinds of wood. I don't know. They probably figured something out. But this mm. is the only person I had read in my research who really hated Saturnalia and made a point <laughs> to write about it. He was like, Saturnalia was... Nice. Yeah, he's, everyone will shut the hell up. I'm trying to get all my philosophy and history writings down, and you guys keep fucking talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He couldn't stand it. So that's Saturnalia. Let's bring it back. This is what I'm thinking. Let's make a global movement, and we bring back Saturnalia, because I love it. I, um, I Count me in. I'm yeah, we're we'll doing do it. it. Me we'll and it. Sophie, collectively, are going to Join make this cult. happen. Yeah. <laughs> It only happens for five days a year, but we hold celebrations and we act a fool and we engage in a lot of shenanigans. So let's do Sign it. Sign up here. Sign up here. Sign up here first, guys. Get that. Get your name on the guest list. Do it. You get a swag bag with the first 500 people. A free t-shirt. <laughs> Who doesn't love a free t-shirt? Come on. You can do it. So now we're to our... Last section, we have story time. Yay, it's a story. So we are going to tell a folklore-ish, but actually this woman, I think she really lived, English folklore today. Yay, we're going to talk about this lady, Mother Shipton. Have you ever heard of Mother Shipton? No, sorry. That's okay. (laughs) I hadn't either, so this is great. We're both learning together. Yay. Yay. So this is the thing. So... Once upon a time, in 1488, there was this 15-year-old orphan. Oh, no. She, that must have been the fucking worst, to be an orphan in 1588. Yeah, 14. Yeah, 1488. Sorry, even worse. So her name was <laughs> Angela Soothtail, and she gave birth to a baby in a cave in North Yorkshire. Now, yeah, so she gave the baby the name Ursula Southall. This is... The people who wrote about this lived like 200 years later. So we have some conflicting or interesting stories. We don't know how true all of it is. But this part about Angela is true because I think it was written in the record at the time. She, now this is the part we don't know. But it says that Shipton, Ursula, was born during a violent storm. 
and she came out deformed and quote ugly was born with a hunchback and bulging eyes i don't know if she was a baby so i don't know how her back could have been hunched as a baby i don't know but sources were also said that again this is folklore guys so don't get on don't be like you're making fun of a baby i'm not this is what they said (laughs) in the folklore Um, (laughs) they said that ursula cackled instead of cried after she was born and yeah so then they said when she started cackling the storm stopped okay we people just tell tales anyway so Mm -hmm. they did say though for real when she got older she did have like a hunchback and a hook nose and bulging eyes okay i don't know how true it is anyway so poor angela she had a baby and angela's porch was 15 now again folklore this is what they said they said angela was either one seduced by the devil and had an affair with the devil and called the devil ursula which is probably not true and Mm. (laughs) maybe or she was a witch and she asked the devil to have a baby with her. Now, I thought about it. I was like, the sad truth of it was probably poor Angela was taken advantage of or yeah. assaulted. And that's probably the sad truth of what had happened. She was 15. Agreed. Yeah. Saying that, though, back then, 15 was middle-aged. You know what? To be honest, I didn't think of that. And you're right. It could have been, it could have been that she was, like, with somebody or married mm-hmm. and... Her husband died or so, a couple different things. But she was an orphan. So who knows what could have happened here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe she was looking for help and somebody took advantage of her. So there was a cave where she lived. And apparently the cave, a lot of these things didn't work in her favor. Because near the cave was a pool that was shaped like a skull. So it made it even more creepy. Yes. <laughs> like, he was near a pool oh, that shaped right. like and if somebody apparently... wants to come to my house and carve me a pool in the shape of a skull, <laughs> I'm game. Okay, <laughs> just hit me up. I'm all about that, especially in this weather. Like, that... oh, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> it also didn't help that the pool, the skull pool, had certain minerals in it. So when you would throw something in the pool, if you went to go get it, find it it turned it into stone it was probably a lot of calcium or something in the pool Mm -hmm. again even more creepy they're like angela has agatha sorry it's agatha i kept calling her angela it's agatha agatha has enchanted the pool oh okay guys calm down it's probably just calcium water (laughs) so the other problem was agatha would not tell anybody who the father was again it was probably like a sad case and she probably was like yeah feeling ashamed of something that was not her fault and she shouldn't have been ashamed of she wouldn't even tell the local magistrate who tried to get it out of her she wouldn't tell them so because of this because it's 1488 and is a 15 year old girl who has no baby and no dad for the baby who has a baby and no father for the baby and no mm-hmm. parents she was an outcast and that sucks so she spent most of her time with ursula in the pool in the pool in maybe in the pool and in the cave (laughs) so then again more folklore this is what they said during happened during ursula's childhood they said that when ursula was two she was left alone with somebody who ended up being her foster mom to run errands so the mom returned and when she turned returned to the home the house was wide open the door was wide open and she went in the door being nervous because she's like somebody in my house Apparently, there was wailing, and Ursula was perched up in the corner somewhere, 
cackling. Now we don't know if that really happened. Again, did, someone, did they see Kinexicism at any stage? No, maybe they should have. No. I don't know why they didn't because obviously they keep saying she's so bad. Then that fix it. Uh, I'm not being funny, but if I came home and my little boy was in the top corner, yeah, I'd have a problem with that. <laughs> I would. That would. I would question that. Yeah, I would be like, "This is weird." I'm gonna go seek spiritual counsel. Get down. <laughs> no. It's like, do not perch yourself in a corner floating in the sky. That's weird. And then, okay, so another source says this again is a source from 200 years later that Ursula she was walking past a group of people when she was running errands. She was a little older at this point, running errands for her mom. And they were mocking her, calling her names and making fun of her face. Ah, you're ugly, blah, 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 bullies. So mm. Ursula said, apparently she kept walking, but then the people were making fun of her. They were eating lunch and they stood up to make fun of her. And then when they sat down, apparently there was one guy who's there. All of a sudden there was a toilet seat on top of his head and it clapped down over him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh. I know. <laughs> they would have toilet seats in 1480. I don't know what happened. This is just what I read. I was like, a toilet seat clapped down around. Maybe it was like a chamber pot was on his head and it, it hit him in the head. There was another person who was apparently wearing a hat. Oh, sorry. This is different. This is a chamber pot one. There was a man who was wearing a hat and all of a sudden his hat became a chamber pot. And then other people were laughing loudly and they came around. They were tripping all over each other. They found a large pair of horns in front of a door when the people outside of this building came to go see what was going on because they were screaming. It's a lot of weird stuff that they said that Ursula did. And they were saying that this was a sign, don't make fun of Ursula. Because <laughs> she doesn't have time for your shit. Um, Sounds to me like she was just a girl that was divinely protected. Exactly. <laughs> yes, by all sorts of stuff. So then she went from living in the cave to living in the woods. So she was living in the woods and she became really good with the knowledge of herbs and she knew she was known all around. So people were making fun of her, but then they actually started to rely on her. She knew what all the herbs in the forest were for. She knew how to fix your problems. She came, she met a carpenter named Toby Shipton and she married him. And that's how she became then Mother Shipton or Ursula Shipton. And apparently the townspeople thought that she had actually bewitched him because they're like, oh, you're so ugly. Why would he marry her? Maybe he just liked her. Maybe she was nice. Maybe we're not all as shallow with you guys. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he was just like, she's nice to me and I like her and she's very sweet and I've fallen in love. That's and fine. And she's smart. And, she's and she knows how to heal all my problems. Why wouldn't I want to marry this woman? Sounds she's like wife material. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? So then... He, but he unfortunately ended up dying early in 1514 and they thought she killed him probably because everyone was mean to her and they're like oh you must have killed him she was probably grieving guys assholes how about um, that yeah, yeah how, about about that? how about that how about she was just sad that her husband died and you're all being assholes okay so then the grief of her losing her husband prompted her to move even farther in the woods by herself because everyone was being so mean to her. If I had her life, I would be so far in the woods. Yeah, she was literally the witch just, in the woods. Just leave me alone. Yeah, stop off. being so nasty to me. And then she also, though, would also sometimes go and she lived in the same cave that she was born in. She would go into that cave for peace. So people leave her the fuck alone. And she continued to create potions and herbal remedies for people. 
So she started being known as Mother Shipton because it became that people started respecting her a little bit more. And also people would travel from far distances to come see her to receive potions and different spells. There's even a letter from King Henry the Sixth, I believe, no, the Eighth, I think, in 1537, where he talks about the Witch of York. And wow. everyone's, yeah, he's probably talking about her. And she also started to have a lot of different prophecies. One of the prophecies was like, it was about her saying there's going to be horses that move, but they don't breathe. It was something like that. But basically, she was saying she predicted cars. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a couple other things that she predicted, even in her own town. I think it was like she predicted that like one of the bridges was going to flood and then it did. And everyone's, oh, my God, the bridge flood. And I'm like, yeah, the bridge probably was going to flood at some point. Like, whatever. Yeah. River, yeah. But it's like, she had a couple interesting predictions. There's a moth named after her. And there's also many pubs that were named after her, but I think there's only one that still exists in Yorkshire. Uh, wow. Because, yeah. I am desperate to go to York. I've been, mm. it sounds really strange, but I've been called there quite a lot. Mm. But I've never actually been. Mm. And I really wanted to go for my birthday this year, but then just never got around to it. So it, it is on my bucket list because yeah. apparently it's like a really witchy kind of place to go. And yes. I really want to go there. Really want to go. Yes, it's very nice, very beautiful. I've seen pictures. I think I don't think I've ever been there. Maybe I have. I don't remember. Again, <laughs> English geography is very confusing for me. <laughs> so I don't know where I've been. <laughs> maybe, maybe that I don't know. I know Down Abbey's in Yorkshire because I love Down Abbey. Watch the, oh, I should watch it. The thing about Down Abbey is my mom, when it was originally on, my mom would watch it. Because my mm. mom loves all that upstairs, downstairs kind of thing. She loves that. And I was like, one day she was watching it. It was when I still live with my mom. I was like, this looks so boring. What are you watching? And she's like, oh, it's down Abby. She's like, just watch it. Like, one episode. And I was instantly obsessed. I was like, this isn't boring. This is the best show ever. I love down Abby. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, I've got to watch it. I've got to yeah. watch it. But it's really good. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot of drama. I need to watch it. Yeah. It's really interesting. I love it. Okay, yeah, so that's everything you need to know about Mother Shipton. She's interesting. There is, I think, somewhere in York, I believe, there is a bench with a model of her on it. Wow. Yeah, I'll put it in the blog if I ever get this blog started. I'll put pictures, <laughs> I'll put pictures of it there so everyone can see it. But yeah, she's on there and she became... She just was a woman who didn't want to be bothered and everyone was being mean to her. But then she ended up helping all these people. Oh, and there was one story. I didn't write it down, did I? No, I didn't. But there was a story about how she... There was a woman who stole her... Somebody stole her stuff, like her clothes. So she went to Mother Shipton and was like, can you help me figure out who stole my clothes? And Mother Shipton's go home. And in the morning, the person who stole your clothes is going to bring it back. Apparently, yes, in the morning, the person who stole this girl's clothes came and she's like, I don't know what you're doing to me, but I'm tortured and you need to take your clothes back. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she's great. Ah. It worked. Yeah. Whatever she did. So that's our tale of the week, our story. And that brings us to the end of our show here. 
Oh no, the end. Sophie, this has been so this has been much amazing. Fun. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, this has been so much fun. Yeah, and I'll um at some point I we need to schedule for you to come and do a, a spot on mine as well. That'll be great. Yes, we'll do that. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Brilliant. Um yeah. So Sophie, can you just tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. So I am Ramblings of a Grey Witch, and it's grey with an E. I'm on all the podcast directories, so Spotify and Apple Podcasts are my most used ones. But anywhere you can stream music or find a podcast, search Ramblings of a Grey Witch, and you will find me. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Ramblings of a Grey Witch Podcast. I do have a Facebook group, but guys, it's just it's not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> but if you search Ramblings of a Grey Witch podcast on Facebook, there is a group there as well. But I am more active on Instagram. So yeah, just thank you so much for having me. If you guys want to come and listen to what I do, you are more than welcome. Ashley and I share a very similar vibe, I think. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> do. I've listened to your podcast yeah. and I really enjoy it. And oh, thank and, you. Yeah, of course. And as always, all of Sophie's information will be in the show notes. Just one click thank and you, you can find her podcast and you can find her Insta and all that good stuff. Um, Perfect. Thank you. I have course. got to say, though, I am nowhere near as organized as you. Mine is just chaos chit chat. I try and keep a structure, but it just doesn't happen. So but no. just be warned. It's totally. No, sometimes I listen, I like a podcast that has no structure sometimes. Sometimes you just want to be like, oh, I just want to listen to this informative thing. Very, mm-hmm. I really enjoy your podcast. It's very good. Oh, um, thank you. Of course. Yes. I think like after listening to a few episodes of yours that we would just hit it off right away. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's cool. <laughs> I, I listened to you for 10 minutes. So I was like, I like her. I was like, yeah. we're, yeah. we're, we're cool. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Like I said, Sophie's information will be in the show notes, everybody. And I just want to thank all of you, too. Thank you guys for being here again. This is Dying with the Divine. Again, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook. If you really enjoy the show, please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, any suggestions, any questions, any comments, we have dinewiththedivinepod at gmail.com. Email me anytime. And if you want to follow me, Ashley, I'm at Sankofa HS. That's S-A-N-K-O-F-A-H-S. And Sankofa Healing Sanctuary on Facebook. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you guys next Thursday. Okay, bye. Thanks.